This is a Healthier Michigan podcast, episode 35. Coming up, we discuss fitness for a busy schedule. Welcome to a Healthier Michigan podcast. This is a podcast dedicated to navigating how we can all improve our health and well-being through small, healthy habits we can start implementing right now. Even if you're on a busy schedule, we've got tips for you. I'm your host, Chuck Gatica. Every other week, we sit down with a certified health expert from Blue Cross Blue Shield of Michigan, others who help us along the way with a deep dive into topics like fitness, nutrition, and a whole lot more. On this episode, we're talking about how to balance fitness with a busy schedule. With me today, empowerment coach and NASM personal trainer, we've got with us Angela Moore. Angela is, the resume is just incredible. I mean, you do all kinds of stuff, and I have to be nice because it looks like you can take me. I mean, it's just, you've got all this training. Also, you're a counselor. Yes, I am. So on top of all this physical fitness and corrective exercise specialist, you've been a fitness presenter for the Detroit Health Empowerment Project and the American Heart Association. So uh, so much experience, too, in radio and television. So we're so glad you're here. Thank you. Because we're all so busy, right? Yes, yes and we are. And Marissa Jarrett is a uh, on-site well-being coordinator for Blue Cross Blue Shield of Michigan. She has more than 15 years' experience in health and wellness. So good to have you with us. Good to be here, Chuck. Thank and it's, you. it's so cool to read both of the bios for you about things you've done, things you're still doing. So Marissa is into group fitness and personal training and bodybuilding and CrossFit, but so many cool things. A nine-acre farm she lives on with her husband and her kids where they raise and grow their own food. Their farm includes Tibetan yaks. They're the ones with the accent. Turkeys, chickens, ducks, sheep, honeybees. Come on. That's wild. Yeah. We are busy. You are busy. Yes, you are busy. I'm so busy, I've got a guy working out for me right now. I hired him. I love it. He's doing he's probably into push-ups right at this minute. Well, you know, this is really something we're all facing today, right? It seems like many days in our life we're trying to pack ten pounds of coffee into a five pound can. What is a good place to start for a lot of us? Because some of us just can't get going. If you don't begin something, you can't start it. Is that really one of the ways to think of this, that you just have to start anything when it comes to fitness? One of the things that I often tell people and clients specifically is you have to find a reason why mm. that you want to get healthy. And once you find that reason why, you're willing to commit to doing whatever you need to do to meet that goal. And what would some of those reasons be? It may be you may have grandchildren and you may say, I want to be a good, mm -hmm. healthy grandparent. You yeah. may, it may just be just being a good, healthy parent, you know, to your sure. children. Sure, sure. Um, being a role model for the people that you love in your life. One of the things I said to my husband this morning is I said, you know, thank you, honey, for taking such good care of yourself. I said, the greatest gift that you can give to me is to present your healthiest self. Isn't that sweet? Did he kiss you? <laughs> he did. I know it's personal, <laughs> but I mean, I, you know, that's really sweet. That's mm -hmm. a great thing for a spouse to say. And when it comes to this idea, Marissa, of starting something, for me, it's always been, I try to find something interesting and fun. Mm -hmm. So I'm not going to fall off the wagon. Should we not pursue things that are not maybe rigorous isn't the wrong word because rigorous can be good that we're interested in doing or at least trying? I th definitely. I think yeah. uh, you need to find something that you enjoy doing. You'll be better able to stick to it. Because if you choose something that you're not comfortable with, you might not carry through and you might yeah. not be persistent. So if you start with something that you love and then once it becomes a habit, then you can start getting into different things and trying different things that might be a little bit more challenging outside your comfort zone. And then eventually that'll become a habit. 
I have to share with you this story. My, uh, we have a daughter who's in themed cruise travel. So we've gone on a couple cruises. And even before that, we went on a la- to Alaska with my parents and my wife's parents. Susan and I have figured out a way to be busy on a ship and still eat what we like and lose weight or maintain weight, which is we never take an elevator. We walk everywhere. We do two miles on the track in the morning. And sometimes we work out, but not crazy stuff. We literally are walking 15 to 18,000 steps a day. Mm-hmm. Now, if you would have told me before we tried this on ourselves that that would be enough for me to have a little piece of something, something after dinner, I would have thought, well, yeah, I don't know. It's true. Mm-hmm. So it doesn't have to be rocket science, I guess was my point. It was just a big discovery for us, mm-hmm. you know? So when you pack into a busy schedule, we try to find things that we're going to do maybe with consistency, right? What does it mean to get creative when it comes to workouts? What would that mean? Oh, well, one of the things that I will definitely say when you talk about being creative, I often encourage clients to think about things outside of the box, you know? Mm-hmm, so mm-hmm. Uh, one of the things that I think is really important is one, you should really think about where you're going to be working out, where you're going to be training. And so, for instance, if you're going to be exercising in your office, Think of creative ways that you can be active in your office. Maybe it's sitting down and getting up, sitting down, getting up out of your office chair. Mm-hmm. Uh, maybe it's doing uh, movements, calisthenics in the middle of your office with the door closed. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Also, if you are a person who says maybe has a, like a hallway, okay, doing walking lunges down the hallway, going from point A to point B. And that's what I mean with being creative. Think of creative ways Mm -hmm. to integrate physical activity into your day. Well, you know, it's funny. You're into CrossFit, right? I don't know. Maybe you (laughs) both are. So we had an interview a few episodes ago about, you know, taking the tire. You see, rolling it down the street. I mean, talk about creative. It's kind of nutty. But I know that's part of CrossFit is getting things that, I guess you wouldn't even qualify that as a body weight exercise, or would you? It's just some peculiar thing you're lifting or doing. I would probably say more functional okay. uh, because we're always picking things yeah. up and, you know, lifting them or throwing them. So I would probably go more functional yeah. with that. And you can't do that weight. anywhere at any time, but yet when it's appropriate, it is working on core oh, yeah. and other things that Absolutely. you aren't working on if you're just sitting there and lifting 20-pound dumbbells, right? Right, right. Oh, yeah. And it's something out of the ordinary, so it can be fun. And for you, what is creative then? For me, partner workouts can be very creative, you know, so turn it into a family function Mm -hmm. uh, or, you know, with your spouse or best friend, you know, somebody could do a wall sit while you're, well, the other person is uh, doing tricep dips on their knees, Mm -hmm. or maybe the other person is on all fours and you're doing a push up, uh, you know, combining movements like that, making it fun. If you're at work and you're taking the stairs, we talked about that. Rather than taking the stairs, take them two at a time. If you have uh, the ability to bring a jump rope with you, you can use the landing if it's large enough and it doesn't get a lot of traffic and jump rope on the landing, you know, doing calf raises or tibia raises on the edge of the stairs. Tibia raise. Why is that uh, new to me? You want to strengthen the muscles on the front part of the leg. um, Okay. Especially if you're someone prone to shin splints. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Uh, But you kind of always want to work the opposing muscle groups. So if you're going to work the calves, you may as well work the uh, front part of the shins as well. So, yeah, I mean, there's all kinds, you know, Take that stairway workout, make it a little bit more creative. Doing push-ups. You know, if you're worried about your hands getting dirty, bring some hand towels or surgical gloves to put on your hands, but you could do tricep dips on those stairs. So you can get creative that way. So, you know, I used to think peer pressure was just something we experienced when we were kids. Mm -hmm. But then I've seen the good side of it, so I I downloaded an app, lose it, and I'm tracking food. And for a while, my wife told me later, she said, I thought this was kind of goofy. 
You're tracking it. We're at a restaurant. You're inputting all your food. Do you know within about a month? She downloaded the app and she started. <laughs> and my wife has no trouble. Like she could eat Cinnabons from Metro Airport with butter and then go, honey, I lost two pounds. I mean, it drives me nuts. <laughs> so she has no trouble. But for her, this was a good way of having someone, like you're saying, when it comes to the workout, maybe when it comes to what you're ingesting, which is a huge part of whatever we're going to call a workout, right? Mm-hmm. That we're being, um, I guess, uh, we're looking to somebody to give us some guidance in our life. And in this case, an app does that by itself, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Do you have an app? Do you do professionals worry about that or you just intuitively know what's going on? I, you know, I'm an avid workout fanatic. So you don't worry about yes, it. Yes, I really don't. I really yeah. don't. But I often tell clients, whatever you need to do, that's going to keep you motivated and keep you yeah. consistent. So if it's an app that you have to download on your phone, if it's journaling and writing down your activities of the day, your food consumption patterns, mm-hmm. um, you know, throughout the day, if whatever you need to do to keep yourself on track, do it and commit to doing it consistently. Do we have to invest in a gym membership? Because I hear so much. I see a lot of videos on body weight exercises. Mm-hmm. And I think we know what some of those are that we've grown up seeing. Mm-hmm. Could you do an entire workout and never touch a weight? Absolutely. Isn't Absolutely. that something we could think about? Because I don't need to carry or I can't carry 20-pound mm-hmm. dumbbells everywhere I go. Right, yeah. right. Yeah, no, you can um, use your own body weight. Obviously, mm-hmm. we've discussed that. Sure. Um, you can carry like uh, resistance bands and jump ropes. We talked about right, that. You know, right. they're easy to pack. They're portable. But take a look around your environment and what do you have? You know, maybe when you're going to the grocery store, if you have four bags, instead of pushing them to your car in your cart, carry them. Mm-hmm. You know, if yeah. you're like for me on a farm, I'm constantly filling up five gallon water buckets and carrying them to the pasture to feed the animals and wow. water the animals. So that, in a sense, you know, is something that I never have to go to a gym for after I've worked in the yard for an so hour. So wait, five gallons, you said? Five, yeah, they're so five-gallon buttons. So that's 30, 35 pounds, yeah, right, Yeah, of, doing of a liquid. nice little farmer's carry. Wow. <laughs> yeah, so, I mean, you do that for a half an hour, or if you like to garden and you have compost, you know, mm-hmm. you're shoveling it, usually we'll go pick compost up down the far- from the farm down the way, and we're shoveling it out of the back of the truck into the wheelbarrow, carrying it over to the garden, or if you have, you know, a gardening project and you're having mulch delivered or sand or gravel, have them deliver it at the edge of your driveway mm-hmm. so that you're shoveling it in your wheelbarrow mm-hmm. and you got a longer distance. Yeah. So there's all sorts of things that you can do without having to go to a gym. Well, if you are going to schedule a workout for yourself, whether it's with a trainer or otherwise, is there a specific amount of time for a busy person that would be the minimum amount of time you would want to allot? Can you really get by with just a few 10-minute workouts a week? Can it be 15? Is there a is there a good time or is it just so different for each person? I would say whatever you can do consistently. And I think if you have a day where it's your schedule's very busy, do a 10-minute workout, do a 15-minute workout. If you have a day where you have the opportunity to schedule in a longer workout appointment, mm-hmm. and I do encourage you to schedule in your workouts just like you would do any appointment, then take the longer time and do the longer workout, enjoy the longer workout, yeah. don't rush through it. There's definitely uh, benefits to HIIT training, high-intensity interval training, mm-hmm. Tabata training where you're doing 20 to 10 intervals, you know, to, for four minutes. Sure. Uh, there's been numerous articles that have supported the numerous benefits during the exercise and actually following the, the activity. So whatever you can do, do it consistently and, and as commit to it. We're seeing the aging of America, which I know is important. You know, we're all aging somehow. I'm seeing more and more, maybe it's just me, I'm perceptually thinking, I'm seeing more articles about weight training, that there's never 
a bad age to start weight training. It's good for your bones. It's good for your overall health. Do you both agree with that, that we really should be including some kind of body weight or otherwise weight training exercise? Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Is there so, what other benefits important. am I missing? Because it's it's anaerobic, anaerobic, mm-hmm. right? Right, and you need uh, you need that for our bone density, especially for women. As mm-hmm. we get older, you know, we start to lose our bone density. So you need to be able to lift something heavy enough that's going to put stress on those bones. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And then muscle mass itself doesn't that burn calories? It does. Yes, yes. lean so muscle mass untrue, is much then. more active than fat mass. Mm-hmm. And as a woman, well, actually, as you age, you lose you lose lean muscle mass and you gain fat muscle mass. So you definitely want to incorporate. Uh, strength training, resistance training into your workout to counteract that something that naturally happens. Mm -hmm. So let's picture somebody, I'm going to work and I'm in an office and now many of the newer buildings have that cafeteria style long Mm. counter and there's the Keurig and there's this and it's all cool. But that also means there may be the bowl of M&Ms and the this thing and the, you know, the free pop and the cooler you can do so many of these great things, but if what you're putting in your mouth doesn't match this new drive, right, for physical fitness, it may all be self-defeating. Yes, and self-sabotaging behaviors is something that I constantly come at. Do you really? When I deal yeah. with clients, yes, yes. Because a lot of people will tell themselves, well, I did the workout, so it justifies, it makes it okay to right. eat the bag of M&Ms. <laughs> and so one of the things I encourage my clients to do is think about the foods that you should consume, not the foods that you should avoid. So if you're eating seven to nine fruits and vegetables, you're getting in lean protein, you're getting in healthy fats, and if you want to schedule in, and I say schedule in your splurts, it's okay. But let's focus on getting those healthy, nutrient-dense mm-hmm. foods in first. And then let's, if you want to, after you've consumed the nutrient-dense food, if you want a snack after that, then it's okay. Have you met a lot of people that are self-sabotaging as well? Oh, absolutely. Yes. Yeah. I worked yeah. out, but I need to eat a half a side of cow to get <laughs> right. more protein. I mean, you know, <laughs> and we all do that to some extent we, in our own context. We do. Yeah, yeah. we do. How do you counsel them? I mean, how do you break, how do you teach as trainers, how do you teach others and how do you even instruct us listening to the podcast today to gain your sensibilities. That's the hardest thing to teach somebody is mm-hmm. how to be sensible mm-hmm. about what they're doing. Well, like Angela said in the beginning, you know, we try to counsel them to find their why, you know, and once they have that, then we sit down with them and I will have them go over their nutrition. So they'll keep a diary of everything they eat throughout the week. Mm-hmm. And, you know, if their why supports what they're doing, they're not going to have all of those self-sabotaging yeah. things in their meal plan. However, if, you know, we're seeing that they're going out to the bar and they've got some drinks or they've got some desserts, then we might have to sit down and rediscuss their their why and their priorities and, um, you know, just let them know that in moderation, those things are fine, but reach your goal first mm-hmm. and then you mm-hmm. can kind of add those back in in small quantities. So I know that we live in the northern climes, so it's sometimes tough in the winter to consider you're going to ride your bike to work. Although a lot of people still, the fat tire thing, I'm still amazed when I see these guys go by, you know, I'm like, oh my gosh, that's just amazing. They're doing this in the middle of January. Mm -hmm. But for us, even in Detroit, where bike riding is now a big thing, when you think of commuting, there are ways to make even your commute healthier. Right? You could just walk to work if you're close enough. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, something that I used to do at the counseling center, because it's very different when I'm training clients, I'm, I'm moving, I'm demonstrating exercise. Yeah. And so I get a lot more steps than I would when I'm, as opposed to when I'm at the counseling center. So I would strategically, and I would say strategically, make a plan to walk the long way for my next client. So, uh. so one of the things that I encounter at the counseling center, so there's an entryway and then there's an exit way. 
And now you can easily leave your office and go to the door and just get your client. I would go the long way around to get my clients. So it would take me, you know, by, by the time I was done, I would ha- easily get my 10,000 steps. Wow. <laughs> Very cool. Yes, <laughs> yes. <laughs> we've got, a, uh, we've got a, a person that we know who's a manager at one of the local Costco's, and uh-huh. they added on to the Costco. He said exactly the mm-hmm. same thing. He said, do you know from one corner to the other corner, it's like a mile? He said, so I make it a point to not walk to exactly what I want. I, I go the long way, and that's a big store to get lost in. Uh-huh. And, of course, it's his job. Mm-hmm. But he's figured out a way in his busy life while he's on the clock to get exercise. That's fantastic. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Any other tricks you can suggest about this idea of uh, what we can do to incorporate it into our business life? You talked a little bit about, well, closing the blinds, but you're going to do push-ups right. against the wall if you don't want to do them on the floor. <laughs> right. And maybe not. Maybe you want to influence your staff or Excellent. you'll be an influencer to other members mm-hmm. of the staff. What else can we think about when it comes to the workplace? What could we do? Uh, you know... Instead of um, emailing mm-hmm. your coworker, walk over to their desk. Mm-hmm. Um, with instant messaging, you know, find a group of people and send yeah. them an instant message. Say, hey, it's been 30 minutes. Let's do some squats. You know, and then you kind of help one another stay accountable. Keep dumbbells, resistance bands in your desk. If you mm-hmm. uh, can, get a stand-up desk or swap your chair out for a stability ball. Interesting. Yeah, absolutely. So that's not a bunch of baloney, those balls. No, no. Yeah. You know, and if you have to, you know, if you're have an online meeting or something, they can't see you most likely. You can sit there and be, you know, you can do your sit-ups. You can pick mm-hmm. your ball up, do your squats. You've got a little exercise going sure. on while you're watching a webinar or, you know, having an online meeting with somebody. Yeah. Yeah. You know, one of the things I would love to add, because I, I love when you think about, like, uh, meetings, and you, you mentioned instead of doing sending an email, Working meetings. So mm-hmm. instead of sitting with the, a client or a coworker at the desk, walk during the whole time Absolutely. you're having that meeting. So personally, I am notorious for going out, letting my dogs take me for a walk, okay. <laughs> and returning calls or making calls. And then sometimes if someone wanted to come over to meet, I would say, would you mind going for a walk? I want to let the dog. And I would always couch it that way because it's a little funnier. I'm going to let the dog take me for a walk. Oh, sure. So I'd have to apologize a bit on the phone because of the barking. But outside of that, it was such a fantastic way for me to get in a 30, easy 30-minute 30 <laughs> walk <laughs> and go around my path a few times. I'm in touch with nature. I'm breathing. I'm calming down. I'm actually at times being productive. Mm-hmm. and the dog's getting a benefit, you know, mm-hmm. and the dog was taking me for a walk. <laughs> it was just the best. It still is. And you probably were more productive when you got back after that. Yeah. I'm going to tell my wife that. I'll bet I was. <laughs> yeah, it was much I'll more productive. I was. All right, so yeah. when you have, you talked about working out in pairs. That yeah. doesn't always work for spouses because my thing, maybe I want to pick things up and put them down, and maybe Susan wants to be more into aerobics, but you can still find somebody Maybe it's a brand new friend at the club that you right. met who's doing something you like, right? Can't we find someone Absolutely. to be a buddy? Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. They're out there. They're out there, yeah. Mm-hmm. And, and when you make a commitment to be active and you, you go to a club, if you go consistently, you're going to eventually yes. meet other like-minded yeah. people. Yeah. yeah. And it doesn't hurt to maybe put up a, a, a send out an email and inquire about maybe coworkers that are interested in starting a workout program mm-hmm. just like you and saying, okay, how many of you would it love to, you know, meet with me sure. at 1215 mm-hmm. at Lobby A and let's do a workout together. And I love the fact that Marissa mentioned the tubes and bands. You can actually form a, a workout group at the office 
remind everybody to bring their tubes and bands, mm-hmm. and you all do a work group workout together. How awesome is that? Well, <laughs> and you know what's nice about those two is those pack up. So if you're the kind of person that's job requiring, uh, you know, some flying. Mm-hmm. You can take those. You yeah. could also use a two-liter bottle of water or yeah. something, you know. So there are these ways you can do that. But I, I, we do have bands, and we'll take them on vacation. Mm-hmm. So at least it gives us that, mm-hmm. which is nice to have. And you can work every muscle of the body with a band or a tube very effectively. Is that right? You totally mm-hmm. can. Yeah. And one of the things I love to do with clients is I like to do a push-pull workout. So I have them do a chest exercise, a back exercise, and a shoulder, then a bicep, and a tricep, and an exercise for their quads and their hamstrings. And because you're working, there's something called reciprocal inhibition, the contraction of one side forces the relaxation of the opposite opposing muscle. What that basically means is that when I am working say the chest, the back has to relax. So when the chest is contracting, the back is in a relaxed position. So you are positioning the body in a perfect, the body is positioned perfectly to do chest, back, biceps, tries, quads, hamstrings. Yeah. Without rest. And so you can very easily and very effectively do a 15, 20-minute workout in no time. I should have had bands here connected (laughs) to the table. I could have been talking to you and I could have been doing stuff, right? That's right. (laughs) All right. So if we're going to look for friends, there is the notion of um, having somebody to be accountable to. That's what I was trying to say. I was reaching for that before with my app. Mm -hmm. But there also is in all of us, to some extent, a little bit of competition. That's not a bad thing either, is it? No. Yeah. No. I think it fuels us, you know to be able to do a workout today and do it better next week. Mm-hmm. Whether it's a little bit longer or we increase the intensity or we were able to sustain it for a longer period right. of time. Right. You know, there's all different ways that you can look at it. You can try and get through a workout quicker by increasing the intensity or you can try and be able to increase that duration. And the stories are always amazing. And I know Blue Cross Blue Shield of Michigan has been involved in various ways. But when you see an entire staff or a group lose an immense amount of weight, because of this little bit of competition, mm-hmm. or maybe it is peer pressure, we're all going to get on this bandwagon, and from January 1 to March 1, we're all going to do the best we can. There is something to be said for forward momentum, just leaning in with people around you who are leaning in as well, mm-hmm. even when you don't know what you're doing, <laughs> which is most of the time for me. Yes, yes. Yeah. You know, I want to highlight something that Marissa said that I think is so important. I love when you talked about competition, Marissa, that you t- you talked more about self-competition, competing mm. with yourself. It was one of the discussions that Marissa and I had prior to the segment today is we were talking about how we are in a society right now where we, we unfortunately compare ourselves to unrealistic um, yeah. images that are on social media. And I think the greatest thing that you can do to yourself is be your own competitor, mm-hmm. but also your biggest cheerleader. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. so compete against yourself. And, and I think that's so important because I think that when it's all said and done, at the end of the day, sometime early in the morning or late at night, you're only with yourself and you have to motivate and empower yourself. Yeah. Yeah. And you know, the, I don't know who said this, somebody important and famous probably said, if you do anything for a month, you'll probably see results. Mm-hmm. And I know that anecdotally in my life, maybe in yours too, whether it's changing your lifestyle, some would call it a diet, when you start a new program with bands or something, if you could just stay with something and find your way through it, give it whatever that period is for you, three weeks, uh, six weeks, if you can do that for a month, for most of us, that can become habitual. So don't give up in two days. That doesn't make any sense. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that's a bit of self-competition, mm-hmm. driving yourself to that next level, right? Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. So what about now, let's talk about, we're going to the grocery store. 
We're going to buy some bags of groceries. I'm going to carry them the long way. Mm-hmm. But back to this notion of food, we still may want to make sure we're picking out the right things. We've done segments and episodes on that before. Mm-hmm. But is there a way that we should be balancing any of this? Is, is there anything that's special that we need to think about? Or is it really just start a, a program that gets you active? I would say whatever you do, make sure that you're setting realistic expectations mm. and make your changes slowly over time. So when you go to the grocery store, try to get the most nutrient-dense foods that you can, but don't completely eliminate some of those other foods that you that that are your favorite foods, yeah. you know, uh, because I think one of the things that happens is we we set this goal and we set the expectations way too high and we kind of set ourselves up for failure. But I think if you can go with the mindset, understanding that I'm going to start an activity, I'm not going to be, I'm not going to be an Olympic athlete when mm-hmm. I first start. Mm-hmm. And then also understanding that when I go into the store, there's a lot of education that also that I'm going to have to educate myself and understand what food uh, choices I need to make. Um, and also understand how to integrate those healthier food choices into my lifestyle. It's going to take some time. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, it's. I, I feel like when we think about eating healthier, we try to do too much all at one time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah for sure. And you know, you you mentioned nutrient dense, and there's a mutual friend we have, uh, Dr. Tom Refai. Yeah, and he was the one. I want to paint this visual picture for people because this is something that has stuck with me since the day I got to know him, and I think it works for a lot of people, when he talked about the density of food. Would you rather have this couple and pick the kind of cookie? An Oreo cookie, a Girl Scout cookie, doesn't matter. You want to have two of those, or how about this medium to large size apple? They both may show up at about 90 calories, but do you know how much you're getting in that apple? So the density of that food, it fills you up, it's giving you fiber, Mm -hmm. it's giving you water. That visualization, whenever I shop now, whenever I talk to somebody, whenever I reach to eat something... I'm thinking about how much that food is going to Mm -hmm. fill me up because I already know if I go for two cookies, there's just (laughs) no way. You know, it's it's going to be the whole sleeve of Thin Mints and a 2% milk because they do kind of balance each other out, right? But this, this density of that food has been a visual picture that I now look at with so many different things Mm -hmm. that I do. Mm -hmm. And I think it's those little tricks that can help us along the way. It's fast. And even though I'm busy, I know how to shop. Fantastic. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So let me come back to this idea of success. We're going to try to find it. Success is one of those words that can always be a moving target for a lot of Mm us. When you have worked out with people, is it purely setting goals? Do you see happiness come into their lives? What other benefits are you seeing to creating a plan like we've discussed today for a busy schedule? I think that uh, there's a lot of fun. Mm-hmm. That can be had, sure, and that makes anything easier. You know, when you're having fun and when you're doing something that you enjoy, you're getting fit. Yeah, you're getting maybe you're fit. changing you're habits. Getting, um, you're getting uh, more active. You're going to feel better. Yeah, you know, you'll think clearly. Yeah, and maybe be more relaxed. Maybe yeah. if I'm working out the chest yeah. and my back muscles feel like I just got a massage. Right, right. You'll there relieve you a lot of stress. Yeah. Um, so there's a lot of you know there's a lot of other things you might have a reason why. You're working out, but there's a lot of other side effects that are better for you, you know, that you're going to experience. You mm-hmm. know, losing weight really should be a side, is a side effect. You know, that shouldn't be your goal. That should be a side effect, yeah. you know. Increasing muscle mass, things like that, that all comes from, you know, from working out. I think we should just do it more from like a, a longevity perspective, sure. you know, sure. and wanting to be our healthiest self. 
So my uh, smartphone is one of my best friends. I hate to admit it, but I do put my calendar there, and I share it, you know, with, with Susan. So if you're a busy person and you're into calendars, is it good that you schedule your workout, or should you let it holistically just happen? I think it's essential, actually. It is essential. Okay. I really do. I really believe that because that's one of the things that I find that people eliminate first when they get really busy. But you would not cancel an appointment if that you would have your doctor or a loved one if you have yeah. dinner plans. Yeah. And, and I believe that once you schedule it in, what will happen is your schedule will work around that as opposed to you trying to squeeze it in. But also I will say that's something that's really important. If you don't get your workout in like you plan. Don't let that be your reason for eating badly and say, well, I didn't work out, uh, so I might as well just (laughs) blow the whole day. day. (laughs) And anything, even at the end of the day, say you had planned to work out early in the morning, but say if you're a mom or or a husband that ended up getting a phone call and you had to go to the office a little earlier and planned to work out, do the workout when you get home, but shorten it a little bit. Make it a little less intense. Do it at the end of the day. Mm -hmm. Do a hit interval workout right before you go to bed if you need to. Take a walk around the neighborhood uh, for 15, 20 minutes. So don't let that be the excuse to not do it. (laughs) And I know, Marissa, you raised this idea about, uh, you know, combining exercise with things you do. And when I was reading some of the background about what our topic was today for this episode, that movie, the great movie where Robin Williams is playing Mrs. Doubtfire, Remember when he's dancing with the vacuum? Yes. I mean, it's a classic scene, right? Yeah. And I'm just thinking, if I walked in, and I, it's either Susan saw me vacuuming or I saw her and I was wor- mm-hmm. combining my workout with vacuuming, she would think, well, the day has come. This is it, kids. You know. <laughs> but, you know, it is, as funny as it is, there is something to be said for the fun factor. Yeah. It's a bit wacky, so that alone kind of makes it fun. Mm-hmm. It does, yes. Yeah. I know uh, there was one morning I was driving down Big Beaver and I was going, I was stopped at a light and I just happened to look over and there was a building there that had glass windows and there was a guy in his office dancing in the window. <laughs> I love it. I was love it? it. It made my day. I don't know what he was dancing, if it was working out or if he made a great sale or what, but, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you know, whatever he was doing, he was having fun. I was going to say something that's really interesting that I recall. I remember when I was working on my master's, sometimes it was hard because I was doing an internship, running the business and plus trying to, oh, you know, yeah, yeah, all at the same time. So one of the things that I would do is I would walk up and down the stairs while I was studying. You mean you were reading out of a book? Yes, and I would walk up and down the stairs safely. Yeah, yeah, right, right. (laughs) But the whole time I'm studying, that's what I would do. i go up and down the stairs, and I would do that for 30, 45 Mm -hmm. minutes. Mm -hmm. Workout's done. Back in the old days, I used to have a a Schwinn Airdyne. So I still, I actually, I I still have. I've gone back out and I've gotten a bike that's similar, but it's not the same. And I had the old magazine rack. And I'll tell you what, it didn't vibrate too much. I could read a magazine and some books, depending on how thick they were. Mm-hmm. It was the best, most highly productive 30 to 40 minutes I could get. And it was just my thing. Not everybody wants to read while mm-hmm. they're running. on it. I didn't want to do a treadmill. But you've got to find that thing. And yeah. when you find it, I know I put thousands of miles on that bike. Mm-hmm. I know I did. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it was good for me. And I, I forget exactly all I read, but I know I went through a few motor trends. So, it was, <laughs> uh, you know, it was really good to me. So if we wrap this all up, we've got to be realistic in setting our goals, right? And probably we just need to start. I mean, let's just find something to start with, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Just be motivated to begin. Mm-hmm. And if I need your help, can I call you? Will you coach me? I mean, you're both coaches. I yes, mean, will you help absolutely. me get going in yes. something new? Because <laughs> I, I'm not that gym guy who wants to hear all the guys grunting. It's a bit intimidating to me. So I understand why some of these newer gyms have cropped up where you can be the average person and not be intimidated because there is that factor too. 
But I just encourage everybody to really think that it's time that we just do something about it because sometimes that person we're waiting for to get started is us. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Mm-hmm. So maybe it's time to go. Well, it's been such a great pleasure having you here. Great. Thank you, Chuck. Right. It was a pleasure to be here with yeah. you. Oh, yes. my gosh. Very pleasure. Angela and Marissa. Thank and you so much And every time I've got someone here, I go out and I get these takeaways. Trust me, I'm going to go out and do something different today. Last time, Vince McKinnon, who was here, one of your colleagues, he said, go get a uh, weighted vest. Mm-hmm. And when you go for walks with your dog, use the weighted vest or make sure you use Hill's. I looked a little strange in the winter, but I got one, yeah. and I'm doing it, and it changes the workout mm-hmm. just a it little bit. It completely changes the workout. And something I want to mention that I'm so glad that you mentioned the weighted vest. Yeah. Unfortunately, something that I routinely see people do is they will walk with hand weights, mm-hmm. and that is not that's not not, benefit, good. not good. It increases blood pressure, and it's not an effective way to build resistance and strength in your, yeah. in your muscles. Those oh, that's gonna, a good tip. You're not going to build lean muscle mass doing that. Yeah. Okay, good. Well, I'm going to cut back on those now. <laughs> Thanks so much, ladies. Thanks for being here with us today. Yeah, thank thank you. you. And thank you for listening. This has been a Healthier Michigan podcast. It's brought to you by Blue Cross Blue Shield of Michigan. If you like our show, you want to know more, You can check out all the episodes, previous episodes, and of course, we've got more coming your way. It's at ahealthiermichigan.org slash podcast. You can leave us reviews or ratings on iTunes or Stitcher. You can also get new episodes on your smartphone or tablet so you can be productive. You get out your earbuds and you can go for your power walk with your dogs and you can listen to one of our shows. Be sure you subscribe to us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or your favorite podcast app. I'm Chuck Gatica. Have a great day.